1: Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today
0: is Tuesday, October fourth, two thousand twenty-two. The weather today will be a high of twenty degrees in Edmonton. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, my daughter. Thanks for doing the weather today. <laughs> you looking a little tired?
1: Silly, dancing in <laughs> <your> way out.
0: <laughs> We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday. At 6 a.m. Mountain Time on that Podbean app. All you need to do is just download that app and you can join in live and, and see all these other investors who come in every morning as they are this morning saying good morning, such as L. Ray, such as Kathleen, such as Ryan, such as Nathan. Garrett's here as well. Keaton's here. Francis is here. Denise is here. Dawn is here. Chasten, all the way from Saskatoon. Dawn is here. Another Dawn. Different spelling. Different gender. <laughs> Courtney's here as well. Must be sitting right next to her husband, did he? <laughs> Cody's here. Chris is here. Good morning, everybody.
1: Good morning. You know
0: who's not here? You.
1: Later on, listener. Later on, listeners. <laughs>
0: Oh, goodness gracious. How's everybody doing this morning?
1: I'm doing great. How are you, Wayne?
0: Just got my first sip of my coffee, so I'm doing pretty good. Where is, what What kind of coffee is everyone drinking? I'd like to know that in the comments below. I'd like to know what everyone's, are you, uh, are you all about the, you know, the best part of waking up? Are you all about the folders in your cup? Are you a...
1: Guess what I learned yesterday.
0: Uh, how to interrupt people?
1: Yeah, last night. <clears throat> um, Courtney and Denise are working on a flip, and their flip is like half a block away from our flip in Sherwood Park. We looked it up on the Google Maps. They're right around the corner.
0: Uh, what neighborhood is it in?
1: Um, it the woods. Huh?
0: <laughs> Does it start with a G? Yes. Yeah. So they're in Glen Allen.
1: No. No. Um, it's by Meadowood.
0: Then they're in the the one that starts with M.
1: No. Because that neighborhood is like Applewood, Rosewood, Meadowwood. All Glenwood. the woods. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, is that how they Okay. See I Okay. All right. Saint Albert's got the thing where they have the letters. Yeah. And Sure Park's got the things where they got the sometimes the M's and sometimes the Woods.
1: Anyways, what I was getting at is that, um, apparently the coffee shop around the corner, roasty, have you been?
0: uh the one where when you turn into yeah, that right on the
1: yeah
0: okay right where the, 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 the the pizza places apparently said the pizza best place.
1: coffee ever ever what's it called roasty
0: we just put that up
1: on the market i know we're like not going to be there anymore
0: <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is is that um i'm sure courtney didn't know this i don't know if they, they're going to roasty every day but uh, the Starbucks on Y Road has been closed the whole duration of that. Oh, really? Of that renovation? Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, that that flip as well. The other Starbucks on Baseline Road in Sherwood Park has been closed as well. It's still under renovations. <laughs> they just opened the one on Y Road, like last Saturday. I went in there, like, oh yeah, we just opened up. I'm like, yeah, I've had a renovate. I've had multiple renovations in Sherwood Park, and I cannot get Starbucks in Sherwood Park. It's driving me bonkers. And yet now I find out, yeah. Roasty's just been sitting there this whole time. Yeah, goodness. Anyway, what are you guys putting in your cup? I got Kyle. Kyle in the comments is saying McDonald's. Jastin's all about that Folgers. <laughs> Kirsten, no coffee. Yucky.
1: Ken, green tea with lemon and ginger.
0: Working from that Edmonton home office this week. Green tea with lemon and ginger.
1: Interesting.
0: Garrett's all about the mechanic coffee. Straight vodka. <laughs> mm. Um. How is their flip going? You, since you know so much. Great. Yeah. Yeah. They got a really nice looking property. Mm-hmm. We got our uh we got our comps last night from the realtor, which by the way, you and I need to talk about this morning. Mm-hmm. Gotta figure out what we want to list that house for. Yeah. You know what? Always seems like we got that that I don't know, man. <sighs> seems like every property lines up at that ninety nine mark.
1: Mm.
0: Every single goddamn time. <laughs> Three ninety nine, four ninety nine, five ninety nine, six ninety nine. Seven ninety nine, yeah. And then, when it comes time to sell the property, you think to yourself, Do I put it at the ninety nine so that I am below that hundred thousand dollar mark, yeah. that threshold, so that I get the most amount of searches, or I am on the most amount of searches, or do I test out the market and go with the the four twenty five or the five twenty five or the seven twenty five? It's what it's worth, but you want to try and get in front of as many people as possible.
1: Yeah, it's a tough game, that's for sure.
0: So it came in, yeah, came in around four ninety nine. Uh, same thing as 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 the one in Otwell.
1: Yeah.
0: It's going to be the same thing as Lake Monta Vista. It's going to be the same thing in Twaddle Place. <laughs> it drives me nuts because we have to, because, you know, the way the market is, You you want to be, you want to get as much exposure as possible. You want to get as much offers as possible. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. Anyways, you and I can talk about that later this morning. Um what do we got here going on? Uh Dawn, uh I start my morning with warm water and creatine with a squeeze of lime, then my coffee an hour later. See that's that's smart. Mm-hmm. That's someone who knows how to treat their body. <laughs> I um it they, they do say you should be drinking water when you wake up to hydrate yourself, right? I just take my big bottle of water and go, glug, 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 and then as soon as I'm done, I'm like, Here, bring me the coffee. Okay. Jeremy agrees. It is a good coffee place. Everything okay on our. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Don likes dark roast coffee. Keaton is a president's choice guy. <laughs> Cody's Van Hoot. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, wow wow it looks like we got a popular topic this morning Matt Casti's all about the Tim Hortons coffee all about that big triple triple I made that last part up but uh, here looks like someone wants to steal my charger cord okay um, Kathleen is not about the coffee she just loves the Earl Grey ah uh, Wow. There's a lot in the comments today, actually. I, 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 I Sorry, Outside I'm of back. coffee as well.
1: Okay. Emily knows where it's at. Cup of Bailey's with a splash of coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Anyways, enough about coffee, Wayne. No, I think it's good.
0: I mean, uh, it's an important part of our life, isn't What's it? What's in
1: your cup, Wayne?
0: Uh N'espresso. Um,
1: Malazio,
0: I drink the Malazio, um, espresso, Nespresso, uh, and uh, Nespresso machine was a game changer for us. Mm. Hear that? Um, it was a game changer for us. Uh, I don't know, it's just the way that it comes out, it's got like a frothy top. Um, yeah, I got away from the sugar there for a while, but I, I kind of came back to it. So, oh.
1: A little bit of sugar, a little bit of milk. Yeah,
0: a little bit. Sugar. I know because I make it. A little bit of milk. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice, nice dark, dark coffee, and I uh, keep it warm um, with our super fancy uh, battery power cups. Um, still waiting for that Ember money.
1: This show is brought to you by Ember.
0: Ember. <laughs> uh, you guys going to look into those Ember cups. My God, um. Yeah, you can control the temperature of your cup from your phone. I have a, a temperature for my coffee, I have a temperature for tea. <laughs> I uh yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And uh it stays charged for up to two and a half hours. And then when I'm you know not using I just leave it on the little cozy thing. The little tea the what do you call the thing? Not a cozy. What do you call that thing? I think you put your teacup on. Saucer. Sauce, the saucer, thank you. And it charges it. It's a little charger. It's so freaking cool. Like Sometimes I'll, uh, I'll make a coffee. I'll bring it downstairs to my office. I put it on the saucer, okay? I go upstairs. Gabby's like, I need you to, to look over this. And I'll spend three hours working with her, and I'll come back downstairs, and my coffee's still hot. 56.5 <laughs> 5 degrees Celsius. Perfect. Perfect.
1: I can't tell if you're trying to kill time or... <laughs> Ember
0: is not sponsoring this show, though.
1: <laughs> but DCI Properties, a yes, good friends are. at DCI Properties is. Yes, they are. Some Shall of I? you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry-pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from DCI. No sloppy seconds. (laughs) So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers.
0: Do you guys want to keep talking about coffee? I was <laughs> like, are you going to just keep talking coffee all day? Or are you just going to, are you just going to, you know, are you going to talk about other stuff too? i like, oh, We can keep talking about coffee. Uh, as I mentioned, coffee is pretty important. You think about the things that people um, hold most dear and sacred. Um, there is, you know, um, family, right? There is um, um Coffee. I mean, just like what's what's what is what's 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 as sure as the sun rising in the morning, you're gonna probably have a coffee too. Like it's like it's it's I don't know anybody who drinks coffee that does not wake up and drink a coffee, right? It's just like because we'll we'll fuck we'll hear about it. God, you know we'll hear about it by ten a.m. Oh my day! I haven't had my coffee yet
1: my head hurts my head
0: hurts i have such a horrible headache i guess i didn't it's because i skipped my coffee um mr simmons do you mind if i go to tim hortons and get a coffee <laughs> i haven't had one yet and i have the worst headache oh and of course mr simmons could be like oh yeah absolutely no totally understand go get that coffee 100 percent." so i think it's important
1: if i ever walked into my old job um at one of the hotels and i had a headache and I would mention it to my boss. She'd be like, You need to go get a coffee. You need to go open up those blood vessels. Yeah. You need to let the blood flow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what the doctor ordered. And
1: she'd send me to the coffee shop.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't talk about it unless it was something that was important. Right? <laughs> and like coffee's not terribly bad either either, unless of course you're, you're like get you know, getting that triple triple, loading it up with sugar.
1: I yeah. like my my little coffee with my little oat milk. Yeah. It's delicious.
0: I don't think I'm going to be able to keep up with the comment section today if I keep talking about co- coffee,
1: though. Um, I do just Holy want to mention um, that uh, Amanda put here, I know what I want for Christmas now. I think she's talking about the ember mug. Oh, my God. Sean. Um, but especially like anybody who is a mom with children knows the struggle of always drinking cold coffee and always microwaving your coffee at least four times before you <laughs> throw it out because it's nasty. <laughs> Um. So yeah, Amanda, I mean Sean, listen up. She needs a number mug for Christmas. <laughs> okay, good.
0: Oh man. <laughs> uh, okay, like I'm gonna keep on this because the no, comments just <laughs> keep coming in. Josh says after many years, we actually determined Tim Hortons was giving Nicole headaches and making her not feel well. Granted, two to three extra large a day doesn't help. She now drinks a pot a day. Homebrew and has no longer had migraines and headaches like she used to. I'm I'm not a I'm not a doctor. Was she drinking water with it? <laughs> it
1: <laughs> you think they were dehydration headaches, when
0: I'm not a doctor.
1: He says not uh, near enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it. Uh, you, you need to drink more water when you drink coffee. Yeah. Isn't it ridiculous how much water you need to drink every day? Yeah, I don't even come close. And I drink a lot of water.
1: Just uh, since I got my new um, big bottle. I've been I've been finally drinking enough except yesterday. And I have a headache today. (laughs) I was out driving all day. And when I'm out driving, I don't drink enough water because I don't want to stop all the time. So yeah. Gabby. Water is important.
0: Gabby accidentally uh, I, 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 I forget my water bottle. All the time, I leave at places, um, so I'm constantly getting new water bottles. Um, but Gabby, I don't know what what novelty website you decided to buy water bottles from this time. But she bought like the biggest water bottle. It's just thirty ounces. It's a lot bigger than the other one. It doesn't yeah. fit in a in a cup holder. And when you're driving with it on the on the on the on the floor of the car, it's just like rolling around. It's like smash, <laughs> smash, smash, ting, ting. <laughs> So, uh, but the cool thing is, is that because it's bigger and I chug the water, like when I, when I drink it, I, I, I try and keep up on it. Um, I, I, I drink and I, I try to finish it. Um, I'm actually getting closer to drinking enough water every day, which is good. You know, we had a tenant buyer, uh, uh, fail. It happened. I tried. I mean, I tried. Um,
1: Sorry, that wasn't funny. Um, your transition your transition was funny.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> took me 16 minutes, but I got to it. Um, Jeremy has a question, too. I'm, I'm going to copy and uh, and save it there. Um, Unless, of course, we, we read um, Jeremy's question, then we talk about the tenant buyer. Yeah, let's do that. Why don't we go to the comments and ask what everybody wants? Let's <laughs> just drag this show out a little bit more.
1: Um. Yeah, let's get to Jeremy's question here. I haven't read through it all, so I don't know what it is. But Neither have I. Let's see. I haven't touched it. Um, do you mind? Yeah. So Jeremy says, question. One of my tenants has moved out to a larger basement but is continuing to pay and maintain the unit they have with me. It is significantly under market value. Should I offer to rent the unit to someone else at market rent as they've moved out? What are some possible restrictions I could face? Um, yeah. My question is why are they maintaining it? Is it for a reason or because they... Think that they're just responsible for it until the end of the lease, or like what's Probably
0: just staying at his girlfriend's. I read that, and I'm like, oh, he's he's staying over at his girlfriend's, and he's not staying at his place very often.
1: Um. Yeah. My. I got. Yeah. Um. Maybe some clarification there.
0: I. I think it is. Should I offer to? Well, you know, the regardless, should I offer to rent the unit to someone else at a. He's like, should I should I just offer to let this guy out of his lease since he's not here any, anyways?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And what are some possible restrictions I could face? You don't. I don't think you have any restrictions. Um, as long no, as, as he, long as he
1: agrees. As long as
0: he keeps paying. I mean, unless of course you're trying. You have. Um, you have your own motives, and your motives are to to to. Hey, you know what? If I can find a way to get this guy out, in a way and manipulate him to believing that it's in his best interest. Then I can get him out and increase the rent, mm-hmm. which yeah he would said be good
1: significantly under market rent, so okay, yeah,
0: um, in that case, I would just um make the offer irresistible, just like when you're pitching joint venture partners, just like when you're selling something, make it irresistible, um. what are some possible restrictions I could face? I mean, like you, you just as the tenant are obligated to fulfill your responsibilities and obligations of your lease agreement. And if it's a fixed term lease, then fixed term leases are fixed. So just like a tenant can't end, pardon me, just like a tenant can't end a lease early uh, without the other person, uh, the landlord can't end the lease early either. So, uh, both part both parties need to mutually agree to terminate a lease um, if you make them a good offer then you know say hey man I noticed you haven't been around very much um, if you want I can let you out of your lease early see what he says
1: yeah so he added in here they have a lease but they've told me that they're moved that they've moved everything out while they were in town they work out of town and come home once every 3 or 4 months oh. Yeah. So that probably for ease, they're just maintaining. I think that if you offer them out that they'll probably say yes, I don't see why they wouldn't.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I I suppose I would need to know the definition of significantly under market rent. Um, yeah, there is, there is always the question of,
1: yeah.
0: um, you know, how much under rent is it?
1: And how long is left in the lease?
0: I meant more so about like, and how long is it going to sit? Like, are you going to be able to fill that vacancy, you know, immediately on November 1st, or are you going to have a one month vacancy? The the example I love to give is, um, if, uh, if rent is, is 1200 bucks. Okay. And you're trying to increase the monthly rent by having them move out to increase it by a hundred dollars. However, Am I getting this right? Yeah.
1: You end up with a one month vacancy.
0: However, you end up with a one month vacancy because no one's living there in November while you're trying to fill it. The cost of that one month vacancy is $1,200. The increase of rent that you're getting from the new tenant is $100. So you're making $1,200 next year, which is six and a half dozen. It's the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So is it better just to have them stay?
1: Yeah. Um, So a little bit more information. It's about $400 below market and the lease ends in December. So yeah, this would be a way better time to try to fill it than in December. So I 100% would um, offer them out now.
0: Yeah, I think as long as you have all proper documentation and email that they have agreed that you terminated the lease, um, they've allowed you access to the property. Um, if there's anything left over in the property, you know, just and, and they need it to be moved out and put into a storage or something like that. Maybe that could be something that you would offer them. Hey, I'll move all your stuff into storage, or I'll help you find a moving company. To uh, I've got a shed out back. I don't mind if you want to put it in there. Yeah, um, I'll lock it up for you, and I'll I'll send you proof that I've locked it up. As long as everything's all documented well, because if any there's if there's any disputes whatsoever if you go in there and find out there's damages or needs more additional cleaning and you pull it out of the security deposit, suddenly the relationship, you know, things start getting hostile. And then you want to make sure you have as much documentation as possible, just to make sure things go well.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know, um, what kind of, um, what kind of property this is, if it's, um, you know, a, a suite, a suited property or a single family or whatnot, but, um, having a tenant who's only there every three or four months in theory sounds really great. Um, yeah. but also I really like, if it is a single dwelling, I really worry about, um, you know, over the winter months, the maintenance of it. And if pipes were to freeze, if you know, those types of things, and there you go undetected. Um, so I don't really like having those types of tenants in a single dwelling. So mm. yeah, again, I don't know what the situation is, but I would prefer to have somebody who's going to be there and taking care of the place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Um,
1: yeah. And that's kind of where I was going to go as well as Keaton uh, just put a comment here is that if it's empty for long periods, your insurance could be void. Um, yeah. Lots of insurance have that like, well, I, I mean, I haven't looked into a policy on this matter in many years. So I don't know what's changed, but I've seen policies where, like, if somebody's out of town, that the property needs to be checked in on, like every like four or five days or something like that. Um, oh, Wayne's putting up two fingers too. I yeah, it was. Two. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know if that's still a thing, but people have been denied insurance claims for like frozen burst pipes because nobody checked in on the property while they were on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's something really good to know, on your insurance policies as well when you're picking tenants, and whatever their work schedules are.
0: Yeah, I can't speak for every insurance policy, and mm-hmm. I haven't read all of them, every single one. But yeah, that's that's pretty standard, um, and that's just a that's just a risk thing on their end, right? They just want to make sure that um, if a pipe does burst, is it being caught right away and turned off,
1: or is it destroying the whole house? Or is it just destroying
0: <laughs> the whole goddamn house, and then it looks like Elsa lives there in the winter? <laughs> Do you get it?
1: I had coffee in my mouth.
0: Yeah, you guys like frozen? <laughs> Where's my frozen fans? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um as I was saying a moment ago, a couple a few moments ago. Um, oh, Keaton wants to know if you want to build a snowman. Uh we had a tenant buyer. Um, uh, they haven't failed per se. We just, we just finally, um, offered them an out, offered them an out. It's just, uh, why don't you tell the story? Cause, uh, you've been managing this tenant buyer for a few years now.
1: Yeah. And... I mean, we've talked about this, um, a bit in the past, um, for those loyal listeners, but yeah, we had a tenant buyer who, um, has gosh, how long have they been with us? Uh, uh this one was
0: a bit of a longer term. I think they've been in there for like owned. three four net, or four, four years.
1: years. Four yeah. years, yeah. yeah. Um and you know, for the most part, uh th- things have been good, but then COVID hit and um faced definitely faced some work difficulties. Um where there was a few months where um it was hard to keep up on payments and that sort of thing, hit a rough patch during COVID.
0: I thought, I thought. COVID-19 was going to affect a lot more of our tenants yeah, and, and our rent-owned tenant buyers. Yeah. I thought it would be a lot worse, but it was just this guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a, yeah. I think we might have had a couple other small issues, but nothing long-term, like nothing crazy.
0: They're all salvageable?
1: Yeah. But yeah, this one um, definitely struggled uh, during the the height of COVID um, quite a bit, but but always managed to eventually get caught back up um I never really worried about whether he was going to be able to like redeem himself. He always like he always knew the dates where the paychecks were coming in and where he would get caught up. It's just he struggled. So, um yeah, then recently uh hit another rough patch and had just a big series of events that um really set him back financially. Um mother injured herself had to get um into or had to get a caretaker his mother um, or the mother yeah.
0: of the relationship
1: uh his okay. or his wife's i can't remember one of the moms I think one of was, their
0: one of their parents yeah
1: one of their parents okay um so they had to hire in some long-term um or a caregiver to um help her throughout the injury and stuff and then just as she was kind of um getting things sorted out uh the father had a fall and injured himself and um yeah it's just like this series of events and then their fridge crapped out and then this and then that and like he was just like you could see in his communication that he was um beat down like he was like i don't know how much else i can take financially. Like this, all this stuff is just piling on and I'm struggling and I'm trying really hard to keep up with this. And, you know, I'm sorry, rent's going to be late again. The option payments are going to be late again. Um, And then eventually the option payments um, did get a few months behind. Well, that was just recently, but this, um,
0: I think it got really, it was other than right now, the worst it got was last winter and it was creeping up on november december and that's when like us as the 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 owners we needed to make a decision to okay are we gonna pull the plug on this right now where we're at because that's the right thing to do right you know any any textbook would tell you okay if they fall behind you know you gotta you gotta Pull the plug quickly because it; otherwise, it's going to get too far behind, and then you're going to be stuck. And then it's just now they're too far behind, and you're losing more money. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take care of it right away, right when it happens. But we're coming up on on winter, and it's like, you know, are we planning on refilling this with another tenant buyer? Are we planning on finding a tenant? And just at, when you're in that winter, November, December, it's like, man, that's a bad time that's a bad time. It's going to cost us more money. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, we, we, we looked at that and we thought about all options and we gave it one last shot and he got caught up, which is good. And even at that point, we're like, oh man, this is not looking very promising for this guy. Like he's got a lot of work to do. And you know we laid out what he needs to do. And we said, we, we understand like what's going on. Like we get it. The pandemic really ruined a lot of people. Um, but you, you do understand that you have a lot of work. You got two years, a little under two years to fix, you know, what's going on with your financial situation, what's going on with your credit, because you need to be able to qualify at the end of this term. And as it stands right now, you've been two. you know, well, at that time, it was like a year and a half into it and you haven't changed anything. Now, we did give you a longer term because we knew it was going to take a little bit longer for you, and we wanted to make sure that you succeeded. So as it stands right now, you know, it's not looking very good, but you do have time, so you need to work on it. That was last winter, okay? And he got caught up, and then, you know, over the last 12 months, he's probably been, well, he started, like, he started getting late on a regular basis we we did everything we could just like we instead of having option payments on the same day as rent we switched to option payments to the 15th we're like hey we'll we'll help spread it out so that it's on different paychecks that's fine we'll do whatever we can anytime he was late and he said I' pay on the fifth he always paid on the fifth so he was late a lot but when he said he was late and he was gonna pay it on a certain day he always paid on that certain day which <clears throat> is not great but at least it's not like yeah well I'll get it to you when I get it to you you Mm -hmm. know what I mean Mm -hmm. when whenever something is late, we understand there's normally some sort of a circumstance that's happening and you know my paycheck didn't come in or like you know we didn't realize you know uh the fridge cracked out or something like that we need a fridge obviously so we're gonna pay on the sixth on my next paycheck okay fine and he pays on the sixth cool But, you know, as Gabby was saying, now it's getting to the point where it's like he said he was going to pay it on a certain day and he didn't. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. So I I called up our joint venture partners on that right away and just kind of explained what was going on. And, hey, he didn't pay when he said he was going to. And now he says he's going to pay on this date. And that was the 25th of September. And, um I let him know if like if he doesn't pay on that date, then he's lost my trust and this we're gonna have to make a decision on what to do here. Um sorry, I, I just wanted to add that all in there, Gab.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I, like I think where I had kind of left off before he jumped back in there was that um I could very visibly see in his communication that it almost felt like he was at like looking for an out, like he needed a life uh, uh a lifeline. Like, he, you know, in his communication, he just kept talking about, like, how, like, how beat down he was, how he couldn't handle any more financial setbacks, how, like, he's been stretched so thin, and, like, all these things. He kept saying all these things that just felt like he really could use, like, an out. And so that's what I approached you with, Wayne, is I I said, like, I almost feel like he needs out. Like, it would almost be a relief to him. If we said, "Do you want out?"
0: Yeah. Well, he, as well, it seemed like every six months he was asking us. We get an email from him and be like, "Hey, can you send me a a, a, a copy of that contract again?" Or yeah. can you? He went not again. Can you send me a copy of that contract? Yeah. And it, every single time, it's like, well, "Dude, I just sent this to you like four months ago." And then, you know, I I just like a lot of times I would just respond to his last email and be like, "Here you go," <laughs> so that he could see that he just asked four months ago. Yeah. Like, why doesn't this guy save it? Why doesn't this guy remember that we just talked about this four months ago? Um, but yeah, he would just like based on that and the way that Gabby was, you know, saying, it just seemed like he wanted an out. But you know, you don't really, you got to be very strategic about this because <sighs> talked about critical thinking yesterday. Um, we have an outcome that we want which is like a a best case scenario, outcome. And then we have a series of outcomes that, you know, would be okay. And then we have like our worst case, right? And I would like it to land on my best case scenario. Like if I'm to terminate this, what I would prefer is for him to continue to rent. I would prefer to cancel the option contract. And I mean, he's already, he's already, you know, in breach, he's already breached it anyways. Like it's, it's, he's, it's, he's in default. So it's, it's, it's fine. Um, I can just do it, but I need to do it in a way that it doesn't feel like, you know, we're pulling the rug from underneath him. And like, and he's like, Oh, my home, and I was supposed to be a homeowner. How dare you? Like, I need to make sure that I do this properly. And I'd like him to continue to rent. So that way we don't have a vacancy. And he continues just taking good care of it. I mean, there's probably a bunch of repairs that need to be done. If he was to move out, it's probably repairs that need to be done. You know, wall touch-ups and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I don't know if he has an animal. I can't remember.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's got that a cool. dog. So there's probably baseboard repairs and stuff like that. There's probably two grand worth of repairs.
1: He always kept it in really great shape.
0: Well, who knows if he ever fixed that fridge? <laughs> also, he had some ice damming as well. Like, you know, water was coming in through the ceiling last winter. So like, who grain. knows? Huh? Add a grain, grain sorry. Um, who knows if he was, uh, if he repaired that too. So you never know. Um, that's not something I really, I'd rather just, you know, ride it out, um, for as long as possible. So that would be my best case for, for to, to say, just like, you know, you had mentioned, um, Hey man, it sounds like you need out. Here you go. We'll let you out and you can just continue renting and you can stay in the home. Um, and then for him to just say, thank you. Right, that would be best case. Yeah, but I got to be super careful with my words and how we handle this um, to make sure that we get that outcome. Because the wrong word or the wrong, you know, the wrong tone in an email or a misinterpreted email can quick, quickly turn this thing around. Yeah, to the point where he's getting vicious and and hostile. Um, I can't remember what you were just talking about a minute ago. I'm sorry, I was I was writing something down because I saw Keaton ask a question.
1: Yeah, so I that's to the end of it so what did you do how'd you handle it i haven't oh well you did you um
0: i threw out a feeler email
1: yeah we threw out a feeler uh feeler email and basically said like look you're behind in your option payments um and like we know you're struggling we know that you know you've had a whole bunch of unfortunate things happen um stop you can stop making your option payments um Please we, just make sure that you get your rent in on time and that you're, you know, yeah. keeping up on your rent payments. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to find the email, but you, you know, you haven't been able to keep up for some time, and it doesn't look like you're going to qualify for your own mortgage next year because it's supposed to be up in July of next year. Yeah, and I don't, you know, like we can continue dragging this thing out.
1: Yeah, that um, was the other thing is that our our most recent, um, well, what happened is I checked in um, on the on the credit situation. Um, i don't know four or five months ago yeah i was gonna say maybe six months ago um as we do you know uh, check in periodically and uh the initial report that um he had sent me was um showed that like the that his credit was doing like way better and i was like oh awesome except he had only sent me like a screenshot of the score so I was like um gave him the link to run the full report and send it to me. And so when he when he ran it through the other um I can't remember the names of the two institutions that run the People report. And transunion. Yeah, so there's two different um two different uh credit suppliers. <laughs> Sorry, terminology out the window. And, um, so on the one, it was showing that, um, his credit was looking pretty good, but then when he ran the report through the other one, it came back that he was still in a pretty bad situation. Um, so I think that he, that, you know, like he was doing better, but then took a hit again with all the financial stuff that came up. So, Mm -hmm. um, when I saw that several months ago, that's when I knew, like he, I don't think he can get his, his poop in a group by the time he needs to qualify next year. Like it, it had nosedived again. Yeah. So,
0: and, and you know what, like I keep looking back and trying to figure out how we could have done things, things differently. We've been very, we've been very strategic with this, with this tenant buyer since, since the beginning. Um, because you know, it was, it was shortly after he started that, that the pandemic started. Um, he was on track and then the pandemic kind of Uh, threw a wrench in it. And with that, you know, we were very understanding, right? Okay, things don't look like they're, that they're progressing right now. But I understand, you know, like, hours are diminished, most places are shut down. Like, even, you know, I remember, um, I don't forget that, like, a lot of people were not working very much. Like, it it wasn't just like the service industry, it was all um, all workplaces in general, they, they, they didn't know how to react mm-hmm. to this. They didn't have procedures in, in, in place for, for getting people back to work. It was skeleton crews. It was essential workers, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of projects were on hold. So we were very understanding of that and, and, and it just kept on going and going and going and going. And then when, when, it, when we came out of it, we're like, okay, he's still got time. Like he wasn't, he wasn't in a really bad position. And we were really glad that we we did a longer term one because uh we did a longer term one, I'll just say it, because we wanted to to make his payments affordable every month. Mm-hmm. So that way his option payments were were smaller every month. So it was it was more realistic. That's the approach that we like to go with. Um and uh and when when it wasn't starting to work out, that's that's when we we like I said, we've been very strategic about this, just trying to figure out how do we get this to work. And right now. Um, this is the, this is the point where it's just like, as I was saying, we could, we could drag this thing out through the winter and then in March do a credit check again. And, and like, we can give him the same instructions we've been giving him before. Like, Hey man, this is what you need to do in order to fix your credit. But it seems like whenever we do, it's just like, Oh man, you know, just, I just can't seem to get ahead. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And he's, if he's falling behind with us, I I haven't seen his credit report, but I'm sure he's falling behind on other stuff too. And, um, and he's not following the instructions. And I don't want to take his option payments for another, no, six months,
1: knowing that it's not going to work,
0: knowing it's not going to work out. Yeah. Because the option, the option payments are non refundable. And of course, I could say, like, oh, I can just, in my mind, I can be like, I'll just refund him the six months worth. Um, but, like, I'm just dragging it out, and, like, the, as we get closer and closer to July, it's just, like, why don't I just let him, you know what I mean? Like, why don't I just tell him? Because, like, this isn't going to work. I know it's not going to work. Maybe he feels like, because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't understand mortgages. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't know that he's not going to get it. Um, So, I just kind of felt, like, obligated to just be, like, you know what, this is, this is the point that I think that we just need to end it, and. And, and do it in a way that works for him and works for us. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So that I don't, I want to make sure that none of this, you know, affects our bottom line, right? This is a business. And, you know, I've said this many times, um, we, we offer a service to help people. However, you know, and we've done everything that we are supposed to do. We properly screened him, we got him all set up. We followed all the rules he's the one that has not fulfilled his obligations and you know, the pandemic and, you know, and some other life things that have happened to him, though they're sad and that we're out we were outside of his control. We've been very accommodating to that. And even through all that, you know, through that accommodation and, and, and flexibility, he's still not upholding his end. And, I was okay with dragging it out and I was okay with extending it even another year. That's another conversation we had. Why don't we just extend it another year? Give him some more time. I, we both can't see him realistically.
1: Anything changing. Yeah.
0: Anything changing, you know, changing his, his, his habits. Yeah. And you know what? Like, It's not our fault that his, you know, his mom had a fall, and his dad and they're sick and everything else. That stuff happens to everybody. Everybody's got shit. Everybody loses their job. Everybody has a breakup. Everybody, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's got their problems. Is that some (laughs) forty-one? I felt like I was singing some 41 lyrics right there. One of you guys is going to get it. Yeah, um,
1: yeah but it, it it's now become a pattern. It's, you know, like now that he knows, you know, you know, we talk about this with rentals. Like once you allow somebody to be late on their rent and they get away with like not having penalties or not getting an eviction notice served mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, send it to me on the 4th, whatever. Then you'll notice that it slowly becomes a pattern. And they don't care. They know they can get away with it. You're not going to do anything about it. You're a pushover. Yeah. Right? So, the, and that's what has, I think, you know, really happened here is that he just knows that we've been accommodating with him. So he'll pay his other stuff before he pays us. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I um, <clears throat> just don't, just don't feel like he's going to fix it. And um, like, as I was saying, everybody's got stuff and that's not our responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's not our problem. We've done everything that we're supposed to do on our end. We've been extremely flexible. So now is the time to, to terminate it. But again, we want to get the best outcome possible for both parties. Yeah. Um, so Keaton asked, So for those of you that don't really understand rent to own, um, rent to own is a, is a lease agreement. It's a normal lease contract uh, with the option to purchase the property. So the option to purchase contract is completely separate. In a lot of cases, they're like one or two pages. They're not that big. And it just says that this person um, has the the right or the option, sorry, to buy this property for this price by this date. In exchange for that option, they provide a consideration, which can be an upfront consideration.
1: Monetary, he's talking A about.
0: monetary consideration, um, an amount of money, uh, an option payment, a deposit, sorry, not a deposit, you don't call it deposit. An option payment you got to be really careful with the, the terminology in this thing um, when it comes to the legal side of it so an upfront payments and then also you can add monthly payments okay so a small upfront payment and then monthly payments over the five years um, now those option payments are a fee for the option to buy the property at that price okay the tenant buyer is not obligated to purchase the property. However, we as the owner, the seller, the landlord are obligated to sell it at that price if they exercise their option. So they have, um, they're in default of this agreement. They're in default of the rental agreement as well. I remember two separate agreements. Mm-hmm. Um, we are now going to terminate the option agreement and the option payments that they pay are a fee and the fee is only allowed to be used towards the purchase if they exercise their option to purchase the property. So the 10 to 15,000, I guess it's probably sitting around 10 or $12,000 right now, $10,000, $12,000 worth of option credits are non-refundable because the only way that they can be used are if they purchase the property. And this is where rent to own gets at. And or lease option, whatever you call it, it gets a terrible name, right? And that's because what happens is a lot of people they they take the money, they they set people up for failure, and and then when they don't buy the house, they just take their option credits, and the the tenant buyer they don't understand what the hell's going on because they weren't educated properly, and they think that you stole my down payment, right? No. Nope. Keaton asked a really good question in the comments here, um, and uh, where was it? I lost it, but it was: um, Do you give uh, it was something along the lines of do you give a portion of the option credits back? Yes, yes, and that's that's a legal obligation. So in order for in order for this um, lease option agreement or this rent to own agreement, whatever you want to call it, um, in order for it to be compliant with CMHC, a portion of the option credits have to be refundable. However, it does not say how much, which is such a gray area, but part of the rules uh, in order to make it compliant with CMHC, in order, for, um, in order for the tenant buyer to be able to get a CMHC mortgage when they go qualify for their own mortgage at the end of the term, a portion of it needs to be not uh sorry, a portion of it needs to be refundable. So we are planning on on refunding him. Um we haven't quite figured out how much yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but in our eyes, as part of as part of um you know the termination of this and and getting the outcome that we want, we're actually going to give him a, a significant amount. And we're gonna angle it in a way that, hey man, we know you're bit you know, you got some stuff going on. We know you've been struggling. And, um, we know that you've been looking for an out, you know, you've been asking to see that contract lots. And I know you probably feel like you're just stuck in this thing and you can't get out. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to release you from the option portion because it just, it's, it's, we don't believe that it's just working out and, and you can't afford it anyways, the monthly payments. So don't worry about the option payments anymore. We're just going to have the rental portion. You can continue to rent if you want, if you'd like to terminate your lease as well, we'll allow you out of your lease right now. But, you know, it seems like you really want to stay. So we'll, you know, continue to rent to you on a fixed term lease. Um, And then uh, don't worry about the option payments anymore. And what we're going to do is we're going to refund you a few thousand dollars to kind of, not refund you, but we're going to give you a portion of the option credits back. So that way you can get back on your feet. You can pay off some, whatever you got that you need to pay off. And then hopefully you can get a little more stable with your finances. And we will continue to rent to you so long as the rent is, can, paid, on time. is paid on time. And that's our one condition. If you're going to do this, you need to make sure the rent is paid on time. So that's our plan. Um, that's that was, that was our plan when we wrote the first initial email just to kind of throw out the feeler to see what he would say, mm-hmm. which by the way, um, I, I can get to in a second. I got his response, but. Um, we, what we were doing was we were waiting until October 1st to see if he paid rent. He did not. He did not. So, um, I, I meant to deal with this yesterday, but we just had too much stuff going on and I'm like, ah, screw it. I'll just deal with it on Tuesday. So that's, that's something I'm going to be dealing with today. Um, because in order for this to work, this guy, he got to pay rent on time. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Um, yeah. So he responded to our, our, our feeler email. I never, and I don't want to read it word for word, but you know, basically same story, you know, uh, the extra expenses that he had to deal with, with his mother and father and uh, the last three months just kind of destroyed him financially, but it's, it's considerably better. He's saying lately, uh, I love where I live. I never planned on ever moving. I'd signed for another five years, no problem, but I understand as an investment property, that's probably not in the plans. So, Uh, I know that that savings for the down payment is gone. I have none of that. I know I've asked before. Um, I don't imagine I'll get very much of it, if any. So, yeah, I'm trying to stay positive and believe. um, And believe me. uh, Something, something. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I got to take care of my parents first. And and that, you know, I got to take care of my family first. And that's the most important thing, like we all would. Um, if you guys need to sell it, just give me a heads up and I'll try and find something um, next fall. Yeah. So it was just like, we threw out that feeler just to kind of see what he would say. Right. Yeah. I was, I was just like, before I just tell him what it is, here's what's going to happen. I need to know where he's at. Mm-hmm. And that feeler email was just to kind of see where's this guy at? Is he going to, if he, if he throws hostility towards us instantly, just snaps at us, barks like a dog. Okay.
1: Then we just end it. That it's end it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like You're I'm default. I'm, it's done.
0: See, on my end, I'm like, I'm willing to work with this guy. Yeah. If, if he can make it work for us, if we can make it a win-win. So it really depends on how he responds to this email. If he's a dick, then I'm not going to help him. Right? Because I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I've been extremely flexible to try and help him succeed in this way more than we should have by textbook. Yeah. And if he is grateful for that, regardless of the outcome, then I'm willing to work with him and continue to be flexible and give him some money back. And, but if he's just a dick and says like, Oh, you guys are scammers and this is fucking bullshit and all that, then, 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 I mean, if you already painted me that way, then I'm I'm going to continue. Like I'll give you what I'm required to give you by law. And then we are done. Get out. I don't want to deal with you. Mm -hmm. But his email was exactly what I hoped for. Grateful, understanding, willing to work through it. And I think that's fantastic. I, I wish this could have worked out. My best case scenario is him buying this goddamn house. Yeah, That's the best case scenario.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, there was a question um, a little bit back asking, um, ugh, where was it? Um, do you want it as a rental or were you hoping to exit the property at a certain time?
0: No, I wanted it to be a successful yeah. rent to own. <laughs> That's that's what we set it up as. That's what we told our joint venture partners. Like that's the whole it doesn't look good on us when tenant buyers fail. Yeah. You know, but if- on
1: but on the flip side, it is a fantastic rental property. Oh, I love these rental properties. Yeah. Like if, if this, um, you know, goes the way that it's looking like it's going, um, and whether he, if he stays and rents it or if he leaves and we get a new renter in, it is a fantastic rental property that will have no issues and will be, yeah, great. So, um, it's not like we're stuck with some weird house that's not going to be able to rent and that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, the the plan was never to rent it. It was. For him to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> we knew what uh, profit we had at the end of the day. We knew, yeah, all of that. So, uh,
0: so, that, so that's where we're at. I mean, uh, I'm going to follow up with him today <clears throat> and let him know that, hey, rent is late. Uh, so he doesn't know that we're, you know, planning on giving him anything back. So, I mean, the, the ball is still in his court. He still has to, he still has to do what he's supposed to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: before we, you know, determine how much we're returning or whether we're going to continue to rent to him. I really hope he gets his shit together. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, it's funny that you, uh, when you read a little bit of that email and said like things have been significantly better, it's like, okay, well then where was rent?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, well, that's, the you mentioned it before, we're pushovers to him. Yeah. You know, if things, if things, if, if there's not enough money and things happen and it's like the car needs brake pads, you know, is he going to pay for the brake pads or mm-hmm. is he going to pay us?
1: He's going to pay for the brake pads. Yeah. because
0: we've shown that we are not that we are we are the type of people that will say it's okay and he's not treating us like some sort of like he's not a, he's not a villain he's like ah, i know uh, these no. guys will no it's just like
1: learned patterns it's just like a kid when when you're a pushover with your kid they know that that they can get you to be a pushover
0: <laughs> they know you'll eventually
1: and it's not like they're consciously doing it it's just like the learned habits
0: yeah yeah Uh, So this is something that we normally wouldn't allow with rental properties, but it was in our best interest to be flexible because we wanted the outcome that we wanted, and that was for him to buy the goddamn house. So we were more flexible than we normally would be. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Oh, yeah. If this was just a rental and somebody was late like that, they'd be out. Yeah. Like we'd have kicked them out We don't want to deal with that. Because
0: it, again, like if you continue to allow it, it, doesn't matter how many, you know, whether you accept a, a late fee or, you know, the on-time rental discount is removed or whichever you do in your lease agreement, um, it, it, then it's like, okay, cool. If, well, I, I guess I'll just miss my rent payment because then I only have to pay the rent rental fee. And if I, sorry, the late fee, and if I pay the late fee, it's significantly better than missing this payment over here. So it won't I'll affect just, my credit. It won't affect my credit. So I'll just pay the late fee. And, and, and then that's just almost like an additional option for them. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, can we answer the last of the questions here? I see we're creeping up on the seven o'clock.
0: Oh yeah, sure. I, I haven't seen the questions.
1: Yeah. Um, well first I just wanted to, um, Keaton left a comment here, um, that yes is, is very important for people to realize is that, um, consumer reports, um, for Equifax is different score than a commercial bank score. So when you pull your own scores, like if you're watching on BorrowWell or Credit Karma or whatever, that's fantastic. Please continue to watch your credit scores on those free reports. Um, But they are, um, when you pull your own, they usually show a score 30 to 60 points higher than what your score shows when a bank pulls it to qualify you. So that's really important information if you are doing um rent to owns is that it's a great monitor monitoring tool to keep up on your tenants and make sure that they are increasing and moving in the right direction but it's not um factual for their qualifiability mm-hmm. when they go to pull that final one so um yeah that's a really important lesson thank you for putting that in here thankfully we do know that because we monitor our own scores and have qualified for many mortgages yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so Varsh asked, do you still do quarterly inspections for rent-to-own tenant buyers, especially in a case where they look like they're unable to close on it? So for our rent-to-owned tenants, um, as you all know, for our rentals we do quarterly inspections um, but for our rent to own properties we do biannual inspections so we go in twice a year usually at seasonal changes to make sure that um, you know those major things are you know the humidifiers are changed and the um, spouts are up or down and like those types of things just making sure that they're taking care of the property um,
0: it is still a. a rental. it's still a rental yeah technically it's still a rental yeah and even though they're responsible for repairs and maintenance um, as per their option contract or or it within their, their rental lease, we still need to make sure that they're actually doing it. Because if we ever get it back, like we could be getting it back right now, I want to make sure that they haven't just been like not changing filters and, yeah. and not cleaning the gutters and there's significant damage in there.
1: Yeah. Um, thankfully, in our experience, all of our tenant buyers um, have kept the properties in really great condition. When we go and do those inspections, um, it's true. They, they treat it like their home. Um, now that's not going to be the case for everybody, but we've had fantastic tenant buyers and who have just really kept the places in wonderful conditions. So it's never been an issue, but we yeah. do still maintain those biannual inspections. Um, but Uh, we haven't like we, you know, since knowing that this has been going kind of downhill, we haven't changed to quarterly in this case, but if it does change to a rental, then he will be put on our quarterly inspection rounds. Yeah. 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 So we will revert back to that. Is that all? I think so. Um, yeah.
0: Timing lined up perfectly. Awesome. Um, does rent to own still work? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely does. It is, it is, it's easy in theory. This rent-to-own comes up a lot in landlord pages. Hey guys, how do I get my hands on a rental rent-to-own agreement? Or, hey guys, does anyone know how to do rent-to-own? My tenant wants to buy this property. And, I just shake my head and I used to, I used to comment in the, you know, on the, in the bottom and be like, just take a course for the love of God. Um, cause it's easy in theory to understand, like you can, I can explain it to you in a couple minutes really easily. Now, granted, I can explain it to you because I'm an expert in it. Um, and experts know how to simplify things. <laughs> um, but most people who have a general understanding of it can, can, can do it. The problem is, is that like, you got to be very, very delicate with it. It's like, it's like carrying an egg on a spoon. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to be very, very, very careful with it. And because like, in most cases, you're not, in most cases, the t- the tenant buyers are not, here's the funny thing. The tenant buyers that you're choosing are not typically people that you would choose for a rental. Not typically depends on depends on the reason why they can't qualify. But if you looked at most at most of the the, the tenant buyers that are chosen in rent to programs, they would probably not get chosen as a rental tenant because their credit score is not great or because they've had some, you know, some blips in the past or something like that. Um, maybe they got some money issues, some, something happens, but you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. There's lots of different types of tenant buyers that, that, that you know, with different types of reasons why they can't qualify for a mortgage. But you need to make sure that they're doing everything that they're supposed to do to qualify in a short amount of time. And even though you can give them all the guidance that they need, you can set them up for success. They have to do it. They have to actually do it. And They have to actually want to do it. And if they don't do it, you need to be able to handle it, you know, quickly. And it's easy to do everything you're supposed to do, but it's 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 really hard to to make sure that they do it that they're what they're supposed to do on their end. Everything they're supposed to do on their end. And um, and if it goes if they don't, it, it gets it's not messy, it's just stressful.
1: It's well, just, and it can get messy.
0: Well, it definitely can. It depends again, it depends on them and the way they react. Yeah. That's why we threw a feeler email out. Because I want to know what type of person this is. Everything's been great and everything's been happy and smiles and stuff like that. But as soon as you tell them it's not going to work, you get to see their true colors. Mm -hmm. Bullshit, motherfucker. (laughs) Scam artist. You're just like the rest of them. Just like everybody else. Rent to fail. You're just like everybody else trying to take my money, just trying to ruin my life. I've had enough bullshit in my life in the last two years. Now I got to deal with this shit. Had I got an email like that, it would have been a completely different direction right now. I can't control that, right? I can't control that. So you got to be very delicate with that. And and if you're going to do rent-to-own, I highly recommend you make sure you... No, no I mean, you have to. Take a course. Surround yourself with other people that that know how to do rent-to-own.
1: And there's so many things on the front end that you need to know that, um you know, especially if it's a CMHC qualifying mortgage at the end of it, there's so many little things that need to be in place like... Proof that it's market rent and that a portion is refundable. Like all these little things Mm -hmm. that they, like they, the bank will literally say no at the end if you didn't put these little things in place when you started. Yeah. And you will never know what those things are if you don't take a course.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Mm -hmm. you got to take a course, you got to understand it. You got to know how to make sure that they, that you do everything in your power to make sure that they succeed. Um, I, it definitely can work. I love it. I think it I think it works. I think it works for a small, small percentage of the population. Mm-hmm. It needs to be the right person. And if you don't know who that right person is who can benefit from it, you don't know how to find them and you don't know how to set them up for success, then that's when it gets really messy, right? So I, I love rent-to-own. I'm surprised that there aren't more uh, rent-to-own businesses yep. in Alberta. Um, there's a few businesses that are kind of, you know, that are um, – that are thinking about coming to Alberta. There's a lot in Ontario. Um, you know, the government plan is, is is talking about getting into it a little bit. I haven't really read into all that yet. But, you know, helping home buyers, you know, you know into homeowner. sorry, helping tenants into homeownership I think is a great thing. Yeah. Um, just don't dabble in it, that's all I'm saying. And I'd love to see more uh, more investors look at it yeah. and do it right.
1: So um, Barry McGuire has an awesome home study kit on rent to own from one of the live events um, I can't remember when that was from, but, um, yeah, you can go to BarryMaguire.ca if you want to take that course. It's a really great home study kit. If you, or you want a discount code,
0: are... uh, reach out yeah. to me. Just send me a DM. I can probably get you guys a discount code. Yeah. Uh, you guys are so freaking loyal, and you listen to the show every day. Like, I can get you a discount code for that. Probably get you thirty percent off. Yeah. So, just send me a message, and I can get you a code for that. And or it's I'll talk also about it.
1: that course is also a part of um, the REI Masters Mentorship Group. Yeah. So, if you are in the mentorship group, you have free access to that. If you want to join, the oh my mentorship god, that's group, a
0: way better idea. Yeah. Why not just get it for free and then. <laughs> All the other courses too. Green for sales, fix and flips, joint ventures, wholesaling.
1: Yeah. So you can go capital. to raimasters.ca if you're interested in the mentorship program. That's
0: a way better idea. Why don't you just get it for free and get coaching and mentorship at the same time? <laughs> that is an absolute no-brainer. Do you want to end the show? Is that what you're trying to do here?
1: Yes. I'm uh, trying to wrap it up but you just keep talking. I just love this stuff.
0: I love real <laughs> estate. I love, I love talking business. I love answering questions. It lights me up. It helps me get, you know, it starts my day off right.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. I got,
0: I got, I got the Nespresso in my cup. I got, you know,
1: here we go. He's not stopping.
0: <laughs> I'm helping people. I'm talking about the things I love doing. I hope you guys have an awesome day too.
1: See you guys. Thanks for listening to the real estate investing morning show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh,
0: thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show. Send us an email to info at rei dot com.